How to start. Well, you know, it's just writing. I mean, here's something important to remember about dialogue. Every word matters. No, it doesn't. They're vital. I want to go to this place that I think it needs to go to. The only thing that counts is what you see on the screen. I will write like four or five, six hours a day. And it will be a voice made of ink and rage. Okay, I'm, re I'm really glad you asked me that question. Welcome to episode 437 of the podcast, where I sat down with the actor Oliver Dare Olofsson. He's known for The Meg, Severance, and the Rain Wilson's new series, The Geography of Bliss. You've seen this guy before. You may have not noticed it. He's kind of a character actor. He has a really interesting perspective on acting and life in general. Uh, what made me want to reach out to Olive was his actually appearance on The Geography of Bliss, where Rain Wilson, they met on the set of The Meg and became buddies, and they've done a few things together. Rain's actually done some Iceland shows as a guest appearance, but we talked about happiness and how that appears in Iceland. We go into his career a little bit, why he doesn't live in Hollywood, how to do networking and friendships with their actors, and how he sees his career. If it's your first time here, make sure to hit that subscribe button. I'm also giving away my first book inspired by this podcast called Ink by the Barrel, Secrets from Prolific Writers, right now for free. That's the book and audiobook over at brockswinson.com. All right, here's my episode with Oliver Derry Olifson. I think, you know, when I was in college, I kind of got involved uh, in acting first because um, in, in my college, there's an old um, acting group and there was a, a more than a few girls in my class that were heavily involved in that. And I remember that they came to class one day and said, well, we had uh, this read through of the play yesterday and there were almost no no boys that came. And, um, and I was like, okay. That, <laughs> a lot of girls and it's going to be fun and, and I went and of course I, I got a part and um, I, I want to say that that was sort of the start of this but I, I was into I mean it's interesting I got into the Icelandic drama school uh, which was very sort of tough to get in and, and quite prestigious but it took me I would say probably at least a year in that school before I sort of decided that I really wanted to be an actor it was um yeah I, th I mean I think I was just kind of I was a little insecure and I was um maybe not grown up enough to uh, to realize what that would mean but but I you know I love it now I'm really happy did you and correct this where it's wrong so you, were you born in Connecticut and then moved to Iceland what kind of brought you what brings you back and forth I guess yeah, so my parents, uh, my dad's a doctor, my mom's a nurse, uh, they're both Icelandic, and my dad was studying uh, and working in uh, in New Britain, in Connecticut. So that's basically why I was born there. And for the first 30 years, I really didn't think, when I graduated from drama school, the world was completely different. There were, I would, I would say, no self-tapes. There were, you know, very few people getting cast, you know, unless you were from Britain or, you know, uh, an English-speaking part of the world, Australia, or you needed, you know, sort of a, a generic European bad guy, uh, there were almost no parts. And I never, honestly, when I when I graduated, this is 90, this is 98, uh, you know, if I would have told someone that I really wanted to work in Hollywood and you know, and I would probably get the opportunity to do that. I think people would have laughed me out of the room. 
uh, I would have been looked at like, mm, that's a little strange. So for the first, I want to say 15 years of my career, that was never really anything I was pursuing. And you know, it's, it's, it's kind of lovely. And, and I feel quite privileged to have grown up here in Iceland, even though it's very small, we have a very vibrant cultural scene, you know, there's a lot of mu music, uh, there's a lot of great uh, painters and, and there's a very vibrant uh, acting scene as well. There are two professional theaters in Reykjavik. And um, I think there's something like 300, 350,000 people in Iceland. And every year, something like 600,000 people go to the theater. So you can, you know, that's, that's a crazy amount. So uh, when I, you know, I went to drama school here and when I got out, I was lucky enough to start working in the national theater. And for about 10 years, I, I played um, usually smaller parts in a lot of plays. I think I did something like 40 plays in 10 years. And, you know, and, and that's looking back, I, that was what I needed. You know, I needed that experience. I needed to work and work and work and not overthink stuff. And, uh, you know, slowly, I think I, I got better at acting. Um, I certainly enjoyed it more. Hmm. And so some people have seen you in the Meg. I think I saw you the first time in Walter Mitty, some of the work you've done with Ben Siller, but what made me want to reach out was this new little piece. You were just in some of Rain Wilson's new, new, uh, series. You guys met on the <laughs> yeah. Meg, but like what, what led to that? What was your take on that episode with him? Kind of showing him around your your home area there. I mean, I I mean, Rain are good friends. Uh, you know, we we became good friends during the Meg, and Rain has been here to Iceland at least twice uh, since then. He brought his family, uh, so I know his family, and and we've hung out. So when he told me that he was doing the show, I was like, you know, I would definitely want. I think I you know I I was working somewhere and. I think I was shooting in Poland or something and flew home so I could spend these days with him before I had to go back. Um, and, you know, and, and, and it's also, I, I think the premise of the show, the geography of bliss is also a really interesting one. You know, why are certain countries happier than others? Um, and, you know, what is happiness and all those questions? Yeah. Um, so I really liked that, and I love Rain. So I would do anything for Rain. Um, and Rain is, you know, Rain came here once. I did a show called The Minister, an Icelandic show, uh, about three years ago. And Rain plays a small part in that, which was just incredible that we got him to do that. Uh, Rain and I, actually Ben appears, Ben Stiller appears in that show as well, just for a few seconds. It's really cool. Um, so yeah, I've, I'm, I'm good friends. So correct this, if I, if I ask this question in the wrong way, but do you see, like, I don't know if you, I assume you saw the episode. Is this like an American point of view on Iceland? Like, how did you kind of take like some of the purpose of the show and then like how it's maybe perceived now? I mean, I, I think there, I think it represents Iceland in a, in a pretty good way. Uh, it shows different parts but all the communities everything I saw is something that I've you know I know exists in society and and something I see like you know the two of us are having a chat in a in a sort of hot pool uh and that is that that's a very Icelandic thing to do like you know we love our swimming pools and you know most of our energy comes from either hydroelectric or 
uh, geothermal. So, so we have our swimming pools are going like with, because we don't have to heat up the water, which makes it so much cheaper. And, um, so I think, yeah, no, I think, I think rain and the guys did a really good job. They, it it was really well researched and, and they traveled around met interesting people, but definitely I feel that those types are well represented in our community. Your, your story so far, which I only, you know, I know it's summarized up into an episode and a 10 minute conversation so far, it seems like you're pretty grounded though. And, and you still live there. When you think about some actors in Hollywood where it is a rat race and you feel like you can't take time off. How do you think about the time when you're not acting, when you're, you know, regenerating, how do you think about some of those things? I mean, I have two daughters, uh, I have a wife and, uh, I have a dog <laughs> and, uh, and you know iceland is my home um i was really lucky i did a i did a film called geowolf uh no geowolf beowulf and grendel um with jerry butler and stella skarsgård i think it was around 2005 and um i was kind of sort of you know starting to do more film and less theater and I got you know a decent part in this film, and I remember Stellan, who is a the great um, Swedish actor who has done a lot of incredible stuff in Hollywood, and um, it was just really good for someone who was um, you know getting a little experience and 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 the world was opening up a little bit to be able to have a conversation with him about this and and Stellan uh, certainly then lived in Sweden in Stockholm and I think he still does. And um, he was very sort of just said like, no, I don't want to, I just want to live in, in, in Sweden. That's, that's the place I'm from. And, mm. and that's what I've done as well. You know, it does mean that you travel quite a bit, sometimes a little too much. Um, but it has provided me opportunity to work, I mean, all around the globe. Um, and I feel, you know, I feel incredibly privileged to be able to do that. Uh, but Honestly, the conversation's never, it's never been about whether or not to move to like LA. I mean, I haven't actually been to LA, I think in five years or something. Not that I, you know, I, I like the city, it's fine. But by some chance, most of my work in the US has come from New York and out of New York. And um, so I just, you know, life hasn't brought me to LA since before COVID. Thing, like mm. two years before or something you don't seem like some people talk a lot about networking stuff you're you're good friends with people you work with ben stiller rain wilson it seems like it's just an intangible obvious thing the way you kind of talk about it um how do you think about some of those things is it just is it just a connection and then you happen to be friends with these these gigantic stars and everything i mean i i don't know i think i think there's a um I think that a part of it is uh, Icelandic society is a is a pretty there's not a lot of status here. So, mm -hmm. and you know, most of us uh, actors and artists, we we grow up together. Like we grow up through you know, we meet each other while in drama school. You'll meet the actors that work at the National Theater. You do films with actors of all ages. So, we're constantly interacting with each other. Um, I've often said, you know, the uh, I think our our musicians are a great example of this because 
you have one musician who's actually in three bands and one of them is a reggae band the other is a death metal band and then he's like so there's a constant interaction of everyone and anything and it sort of it provides you with an environment which i really love which is kind of open and it's not possible i think in in a city like la that has hundreds of thousands of people that want to be actors and want to be in film and you know you just can't get that connection and i understand that but here you know it's only been a few years since we started having agents we never used to have agents i used to be my own agent and, and i actually don't still don't have an agent in, in iceland um but also i don't know i mean i can only speak for myself um I met Ben during the Walter Mitty when we did Walter Mitty and I just found him, you know, I've, I'd admired him for so many years. And I think Ben is, you know, first of all, one of the, just such an incredible actor and I mean, crazy funny, but also when you watch his films, you know, meet the parents is one of the most uncomfortable film I've ever seen. Like, and it's, and it's, and for his character, it's a drama. It's a heavy, heavy drama. And I think, you know, Ben is a great actor, but also, you know, directing has been yeah. kind of extraordinary. I, you know, I love Reality Bites was one of the movies I watched when, you know, when I was younger and, and Cable Guy, and then to watch, you know, and, and to be in Severance is, is kind of, you know, it's amazing. Um, and so when I meet Ben and work with him on the scene, and Ben loved Iceland, loves Iceland, and and sort of, you know, I just, I think, kind of naturally, we just got along. And the same with Rain. And I think for most of the stuff I've filmed, I've built really good relationships. I have really good friends from, from my productions, because usually, you know, the people that are in my business are, are incredibly nice. And I know there's uh, this, you know, there's this story that, you know, actors and are, are, are huge prima donnas and stuff. And, and that's not been my experience at all. My experience is that people that get this far are really hardworking people. They're good to be around. They're incredibly talented. And, and you know, and I've, I've, so for me, it's, I, I think it's been kind of natural to become friends with some of the people I've worked with seems like you're even attracting some of that to a degree. I mean, when I think of Walter Mitty, it's it's odd to find something that feels so personal and yet it's pretty commercial as well. It's like a, a perfect kind of middle ground. I think Stiller chooses a lot of things like that, especially later in his career. Mm -hmm. I mean, I love Walter Mitty uh, uh, and I rewatched it uh, last year. And I think it's a it's a beautiful film and and out of the films and stuff I've filmed, the, it's one of like two or three things that people constantly come up to me and say like, oh my God, I love that film so much. Or, uh, you know, it, it inspired me so much. And I, so I've heard that a lot. And and it means a lot to you. Like, you know, this, this film was, except for the New York part, is almost entirely shot in Iceland. And it really, really shows the beautiful landscape here. But also it was a great opportunity for certain Icelandic actors, myself included, to sort of, you know, become part of a, an iconic Hollywood film. It kind of, it seems like, 
I feel like I'm just speculating too many of these questions, but tell me a little bit more about how do you think about your career? So you're saying the first like decade or 15 years, you're not really thinking about planning big picture type things. Do you see yourself as more day to day, week to week, um, not concerned with so much about, you know, the longevity or going in some certain direction? Is it, how do you kind of think about some of those moments of being present as an actor? No, I mean, I, I, uh, I, I, I certainly don't want to sound like I have no ego or something. I definitely have that. And, you know, and that's a battle that you always have with yourself. Um, at least I feel it's very important not to, you know, put your head up in the clouds to actually do the work. Um, that's what I needed, certainly. I think it would have killed my career if I would have graduated from drama school and gotten all the lead parts and everything. I think that would have destroyed me because I I really needed to, to just understand what we do and mm. kind of find my own opinion on it. And I look at acting in a certain way. I, I, I kind of look at acting, at least now, that changes all the time what I think acting is and all that stuff. But, but now I, I kind of look at the job of an actor, sort of like the job of a, of a lawyer, like, you know, you're defending your client. Uh, you don't have to like him. You don't have to, you know, like what he did, but you do it to the best of your ability. And I think that certainly applies to, you know, my characters. So I, I'm never, you know, and I think that's also, sorry, that's a long answer, but I think also that's what Stellant told me when I asked him, and I, it's always sat with me, and Stellan said, you know, I, I asked him, like, oh, who do you want to work with in Hollywood? And like, do you want to work with the Coen brothers? And <laughs> and by the way, I would like to work with the Coen brothers. Uh, and he was like, well, you know, I, I tried to look at the script and, and not think so much about who's doing it and when. Hmm. But I like to look at the script and say, like, could I help telling the, tell this story? Like, would I be a, a valuable cog in this wheel or... Uh, to to help, help propel the story and, and for people to understand it. And I think I I try to do that. I really, really do. Um, so, you know, trying to put my ego aside and, and simply choose the parts that, that are interesting. But I also love working. So I often not, don't choose parts. I just like, yeah, I, get, oh, I have a job. That's great. <laughs> I'm going back to work. Uh, and it's really funny. Like uh, that, that, that feeling never leaves me. Um, like, like a week after I've been shooting for six months, I'm going to be like, oh, no one wants to hire me again. Oh, it's just finished. They found me out. Like <laughs> I'm a horrible actor. Uh, and I kind of, I don't mind it. I think it's kind of lovely. It's good. You know, it should keep you on your toes. Are there any, uh, so you mentioned kind of asking, you know, mentorly advice. Are there a lot of questions that you get from young actors? Is there any bad questions or bad um, types of questions that, that you get asked a lot? I don't think so. Um, I mean, I, I think <laughs> I get asked questions about, you know, famous people that I've worked with and stuff. And I, I but I understand that. I mean, that's, that's we live in a society that really puts a lot of value on fame and uh, i think in in many ways it puts far too much value on fame and i think a lot of the people that are famous would tell you that they you know they wouldn't mind being a little less famous yeah. um 
whereas there are other people that just seem to only want to be famous they don't really care what for um i think there's a yeah i think that's kind of i think there's a little sometimes i feel there's a little too much interest in that um and you know for young actors i i i try to just stress yeah i think i just try to stress what what has been my journey which is like you know enjoy it hmm. because it is interesting i mean i've been an actor now for 25 years and i i cannot tell you how how wonderful experiences how wonderful when you realize that how far you've come from when you where you started and um and i think when i was young i certainly didn't realize that i didn't have a lot of respect for that and and that's also good because I think every young actor should come out of drama school thinking like, I'm going to change everything. This is year zero. Now it starts <laughs> like, you know, I'm going to be Steven Spielberg times 10 uh, or Daniel Day-Lewis. Uh, and yeah, no, and I think that's that's also part of your, you know, that's that's part of what you need. That's the drive you need. You need to be it's it's interesting. I mean, acting is this weird balance of of just believing enough in yourself without becoming arrogant. It's it's just riding that tiny that that knife's edge, and um, and like I said, it's not always easy, but it's really rewarding when you think you've you've managed to do that. I think there's a Bill Murray quote about people being rich and famous. He says, fame is not that great, but having a little money is okay. I think that's, he's kind of just said, try, try that first. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I agree with him. I think that's true. <laughs> I've been toying with this idea kind of in a story as, as a theme, but a lot of things you said are reminding of it, or I'm probably just always thinking about it. So I see some people who really want to be a known artist. They want to be famous. They want their name out there. And I think like a craftsman is like something different. Can you, can, does that ring a bell to you? Can you talk about the, the two sides of those and finding your craft as an, as an actor? I'm going to try and quote St. Francis of Assisi. And um, please excuse me if I don't do it correctly. But he said like someone who works with his hands is like a, a worker, like a craft, like not, not a craftsman, but like a skilled worker. And the person that thinks, you know, that works with their head is like a, you know, a, a craftsman. But but the the person that works with his head and his heart and his hands is a, an artist. Mm -hmm. And I and I kind of agree with that. And I think, you know, I and I think being an artist is a really really tough job. If you want to choose that job, that's the toughest job you can choose because there's a lot of, you know, you you're gonna. You could be giving a lot of yourself if you do it properly. You're going to be investing a lot of your your life and your feelings, and you know you, there's going to be a lot of rejection. There's going to be a lot of stuff, um, hard stuff. But if you really do it honestly, you you get repaid to such a big degree. Um, yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm sorry. I, I think I fucked up. You. I'm sorry for saying that. <laughs> But I think uh, you were asking a different question. You were saying something else. Sorry. Well, I love the answer. Yeah, the, I guess the thing I'm I'm toying with, which you touched on a bit, is like being a craftsman for the sake of being a craftsman as opposed to being a known entity, I think is kind of where. Uh, um, okay. Any, any thoughts on that? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I just think um, as an actor, um, it is, it's work, <laughs> you know, and, and acting. And I think all art is work. Uh, it's, it's a lot of fun as the job if it goes well. And I think it's even really enjoyable sometimes when it, when it's really hard. But um, I think someone who is only in it for uh, you know, fame and money is is definitely, I mean, you might be successful with that, but I don't think you will enjoy it as much as if you actually want to do the work and, and, and put yourself through that. Um, and, you know, I've, I've, I'm really lucky. Like, I, I can... I'm a you know middle-aged fat guy, so you know people you know will find it fun to meet me, but they won't hound me. Like I can I can walk outside, you know I can walk somewhere in London or something, and someone will just come up and say hi. Oh my God, I saw your show or something, but they won't hound me. You know I, I won't have to take cover and run into a hotel or something. And I and I think I I could never handle that. You know couldn't handle being Paul McCartney or someone of that fame or Harry Styles or someone who just can't live their life without constantly being hounded by people. So I, I feel kind of lucky in that. I, I think I get the the best part of it. I get, um, especially from a lot of older people that have watched my stuff and, you know, I, and, and that's great. That makes me happy. Thanks so much for tuning into the show. Before you take off, I want to give you a free gift. I'm giving you my first book, Ink by the Barrel, for free. That's the digital download and audiobook at brockswinson.com. Inside this book, you'll learn how to annihilate writer's block by embracing Elizabeth Gilbert's playful trickster mentality. You can learn to weaponize your anxiety with Kevin Kelly's different is better approach. And learn how to defend your time with Ryan Holiday's calendar anorexia mindset. There's just a few other ideas in the book, Ink by the Barrel. It's also based on over 400 interviews I've done right here on Creative Principles. So go steal that book right now, Ink by the Barrel, to learn how to be a prolific writer. You can get your copy that's digital download and audiobook at brockswinson.com, B-R-O-C-K-S-W-I-N-S-O-N.com. And if it's your first time here, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Make sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode.